Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with our coverage of Winona Earp a little bit differently this time around. For season four, instead of doing season recaps, we're going to record every two episodes, which is a great deal for me. And I have no idea how I con these boys into this, but it's great. So we are back with episode one, On the Road Again, and episode two, Friends in Low Places. Boys, what do we think? What do we think? I just want to say that I'm I don't think it conned us at all into this. I think that watching the first three seasons, it was deserved to have the fourth season be uh, an epic six part podcast. I mean, the, the listeners asked for it and we're happy to oblige. So I I like the first two episodes a lot. I'm ready to start this bit, this new season, this final season. <laughs> I was laughing because Luke was talking to us yesterday for an interview we did with Carlson Young. And he was like, I saw the first second of the first scene and then they changed it. And I'm like, what the hell was that? It's they're showing the garden for like literally a second and then switched off. Did you, but was that not weird? Yeah, that is, that was weird. But they, and then mm-hmm. they, they tell you what it is and it, um, but it's interesting. Like it's not what I was expecting when they went through the portal. I thought the episodes were good. Um, I totally thought that what happens in episode two would have been like a season finale kind of yeah, thing yeah. where, okay, we'll, we'll push Eve onto the bad, being the bad guy of the next season. Like so much happened in these first two episodes. And I just thought Eden was going to just slowly roll out rather than just be it feels like one, two done. And maybe we'll revisit it a little bit later, but I don't, now that the main bad guy, quote unquote, Eve is out of Eden. I don't see any reason to go back until it's like fully bloomed. And maybe Waverly does the whole sacrifice. Like she is going to sit on the throne and and stay there. Mm -hmm. I think the first episode does a good job of bringing us right back into the story where we left off and then immediately gives us new conflict, new characters. Episode two is really nice because we're right back on these comedy beats that are hitting. hitting (laughs) I was going to ask Kyle, they hitting a lot, bro. Even though a lot of our characters actually aren't physically in the episode, a lot of them are still in the episode, which is really nice to see. Uh, I will say though, that Eden, the way it looked surprised me. Me too. That's what I meant. Yep. All right, I'm going to jump in here and there's a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff. Like, I think I said this in a previous episode. If you want to go to Google Play and buy the season for 20 bucks, you get a special episode per episode, like as behind the scenes. Some of them are like 10 minutes. Some of them are 15. The last one is like 35, which is amazing. They talk about Eden and how they wanted to make it look different, but partly because they're shooting in Alberta in the dead of winter. Like, how are you going to find this like how they wrote it up. Like Doc says, this ain't how they wrote it up or whatever, because the, where are you going to find that in Alberta in the dead of winter? You know what I mean? So, which is funny though, because the second half of four was shot in the summer. So they probably could have found something, but I like it. I think it's just a stark contrast, especially because garden of Eden, I don't know. I don't expect it to be this like cold, desolate, scary place, but it is. And I thought, I thought it was nice. As they wrote it up, when you're saying that, what is he referring to, Kathleen? <laughs> the the Bible. Oh, oh, like yeah. religion. Okay. No, but I do have two quick questions here because I feel like I, I should know the answer to these. But Jeremy should have was he not also drugged in the house at the end of last season? So would he not have been on the train that that uh, that Hawt escaped from? Or did I miss I mean, where he is? No, we should assume he should have been on the plane or the train, on, right? The train. I mean, yeah. OK, my guess would be that he works or worked for Black Badge. So they might have separated him 
and have some special plans with him. But, but either also, way, taken by Black Badge. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. assume. I mean, he's Black Badge he's right the only now. one that's awake when it happens. That also could play into it a little bit because he does the little gaze only. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And the guy still comes in, which he's gay, which is okay. But that's funny. Okay, I, I'm I'm totally fine with that. But my second question, just to like where I should level set for going into the season, I thought in our last podcast we agreed that Peacemaker was now the sword, and why not yeah. add the sword? Yeah, is that not was, wrong? Did is it just gone? I've been wondering this whole the first two episodes where the sword was as well. No, she doesn't have it at the very, very end. She doesn't have I mean, the swords when she goes to find Nedley at the end of three. So where yeah, did but it she go? should have it because she fights Bolshar with it and then wins. And then, you know, she gets bitten and then Doc sucks the venom out. I would assume she would still have the the sword. You guys are always stumping me. I don't have the exact answers for these. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Peacemaker is going to be a thing, right? Like, is that something we're correct? Watch and find out kind of thing. OK, I'm just curious because it doesn't seem like they gave us good information of what we should be thinking about where it is they brought it up so much in episode i guess both of them as hawk gets on uh, a bunch of quips about it and stuff like that so it's kind of force not force feeding is not in a bad way but that it's going to be a thing right Mm -hmm. so i just want to talk about how amazing it was so i binged one through three a couple times before this was coming out in the summer of 2020 and so i had never been able to be a part of the fandom and this was fucking epic like this was the craziest twitter live tweet i've ever seen in my life like the electricity in the fandom like everyone was absolutely buzzing it was so fucking fun to be a part of and one, they went like 25 minutes without a commercial. I don't know if you noticed that, but I remember being like, it is 1025 and we have yet to have a commercial. It felt like fan service. And there are a bunch of fan servicey things in these season because since the fans fought so hard for them, the first words of this season four, episode one is feels like I've been standing here for two years, mm. which is a nod to how long it took to get picked up. So mm. I love that. Everyone was like, fuck yeah, let's go after. Mm. Luckily, <laughs> I didn't have to wait two years or else I probably would have died. But so anyway, it was amazing to jump into season four this way. Going back to what Luke's saying about Eden and us probably not going back there. It's a shame. I don't know if I necessarily need it to happen, but if this show had more time, I would have liked to go back to Eden and see what the whole deal was with it. There was a lot of portals that kind of reminded me of the Netherlands from the magicians. Mm. You know, I just kept thinking, like, what are the doors leading to? Where did Eve go? Are we actually going to find out where Eve went back to again? What Luke said, I find it very, very weird that Eve shows up and she's the one locked in the garden. And then are we to really assume that she's done for the whole show right now? She Definitely gets kicked, not. Yeah, she gets kicked through the portal. I don't know what where the portal went, but it's just I feel like she should be one of the big bads. It also seemed unbelievably reckless. Yeah, like you don't know where you're standing there. You had to keep her in Eden, and then he just kind of 300 kicks her through the yeah, Sparta kicks her nowhere. So, well, since we're here, let's talk straight through all the stuff in Eden, right? Because it's pretty contained in episode one. So, we start with Waverly being chained up. Doc enters like a fucking hot boy, he like rips out that thing in a well. He's like, Oh, what the hell is a well? A meatball, (laughs) meatball, yeah, seriously, it's a meatball. It looks like it. 
Yeah, I I could have explored Eden for a whole freaking season. Just yeah, you know, it literally felt like lost a little bit, right? With I the was hatch, dude, where you're where you're, same thing. that whole concept was super interesting to me. You got to keep feeding the machine, or else it keeps freaking out. That's exactly like lost, right? But my yep. my biggest issue is now going to be how time dilation doesn't make this thing whole a little bit plot holy. Um, we could talk about that a little bit more, but just the it's way good- that it's like an eighteen month to what a day i don't know <laughs> they don't do a good job of of saying how much time doc and what and waverly spent there because it feels like every five minutes the machine's hungry so i'm assuming yeah. time is passing for them but that means if time's passing for them even a significantly huge amount of time is passing on earth and winona is the constant because she's the one we see front to back of what happens when she tries to get into eden versus until she gets into eden and that didn't seem like that much time so that means that they weren't in there that long and it means that the machine needs blood constantly. And that brings me to like, what the fuck? Like, who was the guy that was feeding it before? How long has he been there? All these questions are coming out. And I thought that was such an interesting way to have spent this whole season. But the fact that Kathleen praises this season so much, I'm just I, I have nowhere, no idea where we're going besides Eve. So it's like, what the heck? I thought it was going to be all the mystery around Eden and where we were going with that. But so far, so good. We're going to see where it, what it goes. Hopefully we get a little bit more answers on Eden because I'm, I'm not satisfied yet. And I hope that's by design. But you guys tell me what you're thinking. It's a good thing we have plenty of experience as a podcast dealing with time dilation in the 100 <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. I think we we're going to be able to accept the not making any sense time dilation that will most likely occur with this season. Yeah, uh, we cover the 100. We do cover the hundred. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that I didn't think about that at all, Luke, until you just brought that up. But that's a good point with how long are Doc and Waverly in Eden by themselves, while at the same time, Winona and Hot are on the outside trying to get to them? Because Winona is in Eden for like five minutes, a maybe minute. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 18 months pass between the time Winona got in and got out. Yep. And she was had to have been there for even less than Waverly and Doc oh, were yeah. there alone. So you that's a little odd, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I can't we'll wait see. to find out. I don't take those like it's not like the hundred where we were literally dissecting it. Honestly, I never even thought much about how Winona joined late and how that would affect the because technically it wouldn't affect how how much Winona Waverly and Doc age it would it would matter time on earth obviously but um I don't know I think that the bulk of of episode one is on the ground on earth um it's pretty quick there's some great lines so um in Eden but let's talk about just there's a few good points of Doc atoning for his sins like that was nice to get that because he was pretty shitty last season so it's nice that obviously this season is going to be him Mm-hmm. On the straight and narrow, trying to be at least. It's a couple couple favorite lines for me were um Waverly screaming, No weird guy, no, when he chopped his head off. Um yeah. and, and then and then Doc going, without a head, technically it's a 61. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was good. I like was thinking in my head, is that true? But <laughs> I trust Doc. He's I trust Doc. He knows if anyone that. knows, he knows. We also got the explicit reveal that we were talking about at the end of last podcast too that he is still full vampire it doesn't seem like anything has changed in that regard so then i don't really know what that means for being able to leave the staircase whatever kind of kind of over that already but i 
kind of am now questioning about Bolshar's whole plan. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but he wanted to go back to the Garden of Eden because he wanted to release Eve, right? Wasn't that the whole... I don't think we actually get an answer. I think even... Who is it in this? these two episodes actually say, like, what was the plan? Someone's questioning it. Questioning it, being like, what was he even trying to do in here? Because I think they were questioning how it's not, like, a paradise, right? Like, why would you even want to yeah. go there unless, unless you you were evil like that. Like, what's the point of going there? Isn't the whole point, in my opinion, I thought the whole point of, of the garden of Eden now would have been to keep both Adam and Eve. I don't know if Adam's going to be a character in, it seems like it was a prison. Yeah. Yeah. How I took it was Bullshar knew something that obviously our characters did not. I mean, you Mm -hmm. think Eden, it would be a paradise, but I think you're right. Like Eve says something like, um, you did what the snake couldn't and free me or whatever mm. like that. And I think that that was it. Waverly and them did not want to free her, but Bolshar did. He released this like fucking monster on the world and bad shit will happen. I think that's what he wanted. I think Bolshar wanted to rule, but I also don't know how that comes into play. But mm-hmm. I also think if we take it as Waverly would say, semi biblically, um, that the the snake Bullshar probably at some level thought that he could manipulate Eve. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of what the what whole story does. is about yeah. in the Bible. So if he could release that demon, because he also talks a lot in season three, how he wants to kind of kill everyone on earth and like just bring chaos and destruction. Eve seems like the best way to do that. That's what I was going to say. Just pure chaos, essentially, in episode two. So I think he might have had a little bit of hubris. And that he could free her from the prison, she would kind of work under him and then do his bidding in the uh, in the real world, in the in the lower world, whatever you want to say. OK, that's a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask next about Eve specifically. And Kathleen obviously can't answer this question. But what is special about Eve and like what do you guys think is is special about her? Because clearly she's not super strong. Right. Because Doc was kicking the shit out of her. Winona, Winona, I think, fought her a little bit, too. And she's not like overly like powerful. She can she could change shift. She yeah. can shift and shape shift. And not only shape shift, she can she she had a comment about Jeremy saying she that he has way too many pop culture references in my head. Like so she could take over the mind. Is that really it? Like what what else do you think she has going for her that? Bolshar would want to release and even if she did get released like okay is she really even worse than a revenant I think that she is a little bit she does have a little bit of the super strength because we have to remember Doc is a vamp with super strength mm-hmm. and she does when she hits him you they do like kind of a effect that shows that he's getting like hit hard yeah um but I would assume that maybe it's more of a like once she gets out of the actual prison, maybe like unlocks her powers and she's stronger once she gets out. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, I was pretty surprised by how long she was held by the shears. If she's supposed to be so super yeah. strong and dangerous. So I think that it's just, we don't have the answer again yet, but there's gotta be a reason why she was imprisoned and she has to be something ridiculously strong. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you think about her power? I have no idea if I'm honest. I He's thought it was great it. in the sense that we got to see so many characters. Um, I thought that Hot and Jeremy's actors did really well as Eve. 
Mm-hmm. Thought it was a great hot two episodes. Um, yeah. Jeremy was also just amazing. The Jeremy and Doc dynamic was really great when he's like, Oh, I'm surprised at how strong you are. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Yeah, I've been working out or something. He's like, I gotta congratulate the real Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. And then when she makes the pop culture thing and he's like, It's just because he's passionate. I love how he defended him. That Winner is that game. That is literally my favorite line. Every yeah. time I watch it, I repost that and say, like, this is me. He's like, it is not useless. It shows he has passion. Yeah, that <laughs> so just funny. put the biggest smile on my face. Yeah. So uh, it's hard for me to think where her character can go, though. I do agree that what we've shown or what we've been shown from her is limited and that she can shapeshift. I mean, that's very chaotic. That could get up to a lot of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but not at the level where, like, Bullshark could use her to take over the world. Or like you need to create a a prison like Eden for her specifically. Like it's not that level yet until we see more. Yeah. I mean, she also has been locked away forever. So it's possible that she hasn't been able to realize any type of potential that she has. I'm also curious if it's tied to feeding the blood. Yeah. I just don't know what that could possibly mean. Right. I, I can't tell if that's what was working her prison. Or like what was actually going on with feeding the thing blood. So is that how she broke out? Because I kind of yeah. That. It seems like they ran out of time and they didn't feed it in time, and that's why the the prison was destroyed. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was that or Waverly lets her go because she does say like it's always the hot ones that are bimbos or whatever <laughs> when she's hot. So that made it seem like it was Waverly, but it also could have been. Eve stalling by talking to Waverly so much to let the clock run out. Mm-hmm. Well, Waverly puts her blood in and she's like, it's half angel blood. It's the pure stuff or whatever. And I think yeah. that that may have had something to do with it too. Like Waverly's home, Waverly's in the place. Um, Cause soon as she sits on the throne, it stops Eve. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I thought it was a combination of not feeding it and not know. feeding it. Human blood could play into yeah. it too. Like that, that yeah. was just, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I might have like three questions in a row now real quick. Well, actually, a statement first. I'm actually really happy that Doc didn't fall into the typical trope where he's like, oh, my gosh, you're Winona or you're Jeremy. I can't attack you. And he was yeah. just like, oh, that's a parlor trick. Let's go. And he just starts fighting because if he like got paused up by it and I was like, all right, I'm, I, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, my question for you guys, my first one will be. I still don't understand the whole my dad's throne thing. I thought that her dad, Julian, never went into the garden. I just don't understand. Is that I still, thought that, too. Is that still like her, like not her dad and it's going to be someone else? Or is it like I, I really don't understand. Did we misremember that, Kathleen? Did he did Julian ever say that he never was in Eden or was it was it just Juan Carlo that never went in or both of them never went in? I don't fucking know. I think <laughs> How many fucking times have you seen this the show? says. Bullshar is the one that says they've never been that, in. Yeah, that he's never seen the inside. So he yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. It was kind of in that kind of character of a statement. Well, I mean, it makes sense because I think that Julian was supposed to be sitting on that. And like, that's her father's throne that he's supposed to be on. If he was, he'd just be turned to stone forever and be sitting there. I would say my headcanon could be that Bullshar escapes from the garden and Juan Carlo and Julian kind of have to go down to earth to find him. They kind of abandon their posts in that sense to go deal with that evil. And then Julian gets distracted by some coochie and that kind of 
sends him into a little bit of a tailspin. He loses his memory. He doesn't remember his post. And then it comes back to him. And that's, then that's dies. And then Waverly has to hop on it. No, I like that, actually. That's, that's fine with me. Thing. Yeah. And Do you like part, the coochie part? Oh, that's the best part. That's what got me. <laughs> you 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 won me over at that. But um, the other part, too, of this question is, unless I'm misremembering, she sits on the throne and it freezes Eve. But then doesn't she get unfrozen? Because, okay, yeah, but so this is what I thought. It's because I think it's because Waverly starts being more Waverly and oh, less okay. Stonish because Winona is getting her out of the trance. This is my duty. Yeah. Yeah, she does seem to be that. I like the word trance because there's multiple times where she says things and she's like, why did I say that? Yeah. And Doc and she being says, like, what's wrong with you? And she does say, like, help me or something, right? At the end to Winona. Yeah, I don't want to jump that far. Let's let's get to like. At- well, I, I think it's fine to just crush the big level things, because what's left to talk about outside of just the whole Earth stuff? Well, I have like 100 lines, I want to say, from the garden. <laughs> um, well, OK, let's just OK, let's I only wanted to do that because obviously Nicole has a whole journey before she drops on to Eden as Eve. And I loved that because when you're watching it week to week, all of a sudden here's naked Nicole and Doc just being like, hi. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's, then you get the next week on. And obviously I thought Cat Burrell was being incredible as Eve. And I've mentioned this on previous episodes, how I love when the actors get to like flex their muscles and be another version of themselves or a different character like her as Maeve or whatever it is. But did you guys, were you guys like, is that actually Nicole? Or not for a thinking? second, not yeah. for a single second. <laughs> did I think that that was actually Nicole? I they guess they I'll do be it. The only you did. Sorry, sorry. The last thing I was just going to say is because they. It seems like the from a cinematography's perspective, every time she talked, they made like these this this weird music in the background where they kind of trying to lead you a little bit. And I thought that was, and then the dialogue got weirder and weirder by the second scene. I was out. Like I was like, yeah. this is definitely not Nicole. I guess I'll be the only honest person here Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> and say that I totally thought for a little bit it was. I just think in my head, looking back, I don't remember how like much time passes between we find out it's not her. But I just remember thinking like that was a deep ass fall. Well, yeah. yeah, OK, that's exactly what happens, right? The fall happens and then it shows yep. that. So you, it doesn't explicitly ruin it for a little bit yeah. later. But also that happens, I think, a little bit right after the scene where where Waverly has to pick one of the four books, right? Yeah. So I thought I that could have been that. connected. Yeah, it was uh, choose one, choose wisely. And then it was lined up. And I didn't know if they did this on purpose, but it seemed like she was only close enough to reach the Winona book. But because it was the one all the way in the left and she just grabs one. But I think she like she that picked. could be an explanation of, of her taking Nicole's book. But she took Winona, I thought, right? Oh, she did confirm. No, she- no absolutely not confirmed okay at oh, this point, I, I assume yeah. they took why not she took why doesn't it have the wrong doesn't have her other last name too as gibson, gibson because yeah. technically she's not an herb so yeah. i guess i will say too that the whole doc and naked hot interaction got my mind off of like analytical <laughs> yeah. and it's just like <laughs> this is funny hot's naked she's hot dude that was so hilarious that was freaking hilarious i feel a little disrespected that you said that i'm not honest kyle because i didn't even give my opinion yet i didn't say (laughs) if i was 
caught off by it. But I will say that all the way up until while they're still going back and forth with her doing like the I'm naked, don't look at me. That still seemed like hot to me. So I was fine. I literally thought it was the portal, like the great turned into the portal and she fell into the portal. Um, but then as soon as she actually starts talking, I don't think I got it until she's talking to Waverly. And then I was like, bro, this is definitely not hot. You know, mm-hmm. my bad. I thought we had a classic, <laughs> like, do you or don't you piss in the shower question <laughs> where there's I either do. people who say yes or liars. I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I just want to say that Waverly's an angel and I was right about it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, there's a few lines I love here. And one being Waverly going, how does she look? And Doc going, I think you will be pleased. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like his lines are incredible. Um, I like it when Nicole fashions this like cherry blossom like outfit and uh waverly just goes slay let me guess islands of lesbert resort collection because <laughs> i f- sometimes i forget that they're just like two girls too like being like funny and dumb like i loved that back in the day because a lot of their scenes are like very like lovey and sweet but not like jokey and being like girlfriends you know what i mean yeah. now i obviously get it more but they poured um, that on this these two did. episodes about yeah. Winona and Nicole at least. Best oh, friends, baby. Oh, mm-hmm. I have I have things to say. But a couple things I like is when Nicole or Eve Nicole kisses Waverly and Waverly's like, you taste like sulfur. Yeah. It's the same as when Waves was Gooverly and Nicole kisses her and is like, you taste different. Yeah. Yep. I, which I love. That's great. They use uh, it as a litmus test in the last scene, too. Right. So she says, come, she says come and find out. Basically. Yeah, she goes, yeah. get in here and check. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's hold off on talking about yeah. that last scene. Ah, it was connected directly with what she said right there. Sorry. Yeah. I had to say it. Hmm. Okay, a couple more things. Literally the entire Winona Doc fight is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. The Dollywood safe word part for when private time gets too honky tonk is probably one of my tops of the entire show. I <laughs> love it. So, so good. does that mean I guess it's it's going off of of the fact that Doc doesn't know that that Eve can still replicate memories like would she have not known that Eve? I don't know. I don't understand. I guess I think that's definitely one of those ones that we're just going to have to. OK, accept. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. See, this is what I mean. I don't want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't nitpick as much as I can avoid. I it. mean. Eve is not so foolproof. Like Waverly is watching Nicole being like, hmm, when she's like men, so dramatic and saying like bitchy things about dog. Like it's just not like Nicole. Mm-hmm. Things sneak through okay. being bitchy and stuff. Yeah. I think that there is some like. Yeah. By the time she was yeah. being Nicole with Waverly, she was not even close to N- Nicole. You know, she was just being Eve just in mm-hmm. Nicole's body pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. There were some good pop references, uh, pop culture references. Nicole, when she's hurt in in BBD, she says something like she wants Waverly and Sarah Lance cosplay or something, which is a Legends of Tomorrow reference. And then uh, another one of my favorite lines is when Winona's like, Jesus, Orphan Whack, like take a mite on a nap, which is because Orphan Black is a show about clones. Mm-hmm. And I had just watched it previously. So it was like super satisfying reference to get. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, they were the references were incredible this episode. Like you didn't even mention the the clear eyes, full bra. I know yeah, right? that was my past, shit, baby. But dude, the they were so good. And there's just like the ones you're saying right now. There are so many that I missed that I've if you knew like would probably make this show even better. It's so good mm-hmm. how, the writing for the the quips here. How are we feeling about Eve? Do we want to hop to Earth? Last question on Eve. Inevitably, it's going to lead to the conversation on Adam. Um, is he going to be a character? Like, are we are we assuming? What did you he- say, Kyle? I didn't. I didn't hear you. I said would. I thought you were going to ask if we would bang her. I said Adam. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said Eve. I said Adam before you said would. So I thought you were trying to bang Adam. All right, we'll find would. It's fine. Thank you, Mary, dude. I'm which assuming is- you're not asking me. No, no, not no, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying that I think that Adam has to be a character. Yeah. Right. Because, but, but the question is, maybe Adam can be a whole like once Adam and Eve are together, they're more powerful, or Adam could be the complete polar opposite where he's going to be a good guy. And I'm just Ooh. guessing what you guys are thinking. Oh, I like the good guy. Also, just reminds me another magician's reference yeah. of the the beast. Yep. That's my boy, his sister. But I mean, in the Bible, Eve is created from Adam's rib. So I think it. He pretty much has to be in the show. Obviously, they're not going so close to the Bible all the time, but I think it would be a miss if they just didn't include Adam at all. No, he will yeah. be a character. I'm confident, but I just don't know what his role will be. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that he has to at least be brought up. The only thing that I'm worrying about is because we didn't know or they didn't know that it was going to be over, that maybe Adam could have been later you know, alluded to to maybe be in season five or whatever it is. That's true. Maybe they need to feed Adam with the blood to keep Eve locked in there. I'm trying to, I don't know. I can't sure. work it. No. I can't work it yet. I need more info. <laughs> Eve's pissed at God though. We know that. Yeah. They do mention God again, the same way that Bolshar mentioned God, where he yeah. said like, God hasn't been here for a long time. So I'm curious if they're going to go full, like supernatural where they actually have god as a character but i i feel like i doubt it i feel like there we won't get there in time no i don't think so but it is interesting that she said the same thing that bolshar did right yeah all right cool so earth we're on earth and um everyone's all split up we've got the start with the flashback just seeing how jeremy robin and nicole got taken um and he's like carving Valdez in the wall. So we know Jeremy's the one who carves that. And I love the like n- knife drawer full of pens, pens, like whatever opposite type deal. But then we find out that Nicole and Kate are on the train together. And I thought that was a good little scene with Kate um, sacrificing herself kind of just to get hurt, to get Nicole off the train, which is kind of lit. And then, of course, so good. We have um Winona and Nedley after Nedley gets hurt they bring it back to the homestead and who but Mercedes is throwing knives in the kitchen burn it down so funny Danny kind what a fucking comedy genius lover she's amazing she was was the funniest part of this episode without a doubt I I, you you said it on the last episode Kathleen how she just gets funnier in the season and it's already just so evident her my favorite quote from her is when Winona Nedley and her are in the, the police station and they're about to start going to the actual, you know, the next step to start finding Valdez and <laughs> Nedley can't move. He's like, I gotta, I can't go. I gotta go to the hospital. And then Mercedes just raises her hand. She goes, I'm happy to stay with him. I was once a slutty nurse for Halloween. <laughs> Hell yeah. So she's, she's the best. She definitely has the makings of a character that 
wasn't supposed to have this big of a role at the start. Oh, yeah. But she's so damn good at it that they were just like, we need to find her scenes. It's you in there, right? Everything behind the tits. <laughs> that was such a good line, too. Kylie, what was the other line you brought up? I said, uh, Winona says, I killed your demon hubby. And she's like, that's great. What did he leave me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just such a fucking like gold digger kind of. I just, love it. Just ruin it for me right now. Tell me she's at least in more episodes. Hell yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she does have a, a good joke, too, that speaks to my my heart as a planner when they're talking about the town that they have to go to and she's like oh even i wouldn't build condos there <laughs> yeah because yeah. she she i was out there <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> um, she just doesn't stop so going back to what you said kathleen we had jeremy robin and um nicole but we only got the answer for nicole so we are missing robin too we didn't say that so we're missing robin and jeremy yeah totally okay Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, I completely forgot about him until you just said his name. Robin. Yeah. Mm. So, so who was know. the one that uh, Kate passed out on top of? That was just one of the other. They, it's a not random Robin. dude. Yeah, it's just a okay. dude. And I think that kind of explains uh, could explain your question about where Jeremy and Robin are. Like, shouldn't they be in the same train car? Like, you, who knows how they just threw yeah. people in random train cars, you know? So just to end the conversation on Kate, because I do want to say one more thing about her. A positive and a negative. The positive is I thought she was awesome and she could have been a great character if she wasn't so connected to her history and love with like Doc, because obviously Doc has to be endgame with Winona or yeah. like something's there. And like the fight when they talk about Alice in Eden, that that is hinting more and more there. They hook up and stuff, all that. It just seems like they kind of had that one off line where Kate just gets over Doc when she's talking to Hot and is like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm done with it. And that felt a little eh, because her whole thing was she became a vampire for Doc and she loved him for hundreds of years. She turned him into a vampire and wanted them to be a thing like forever. So I didn't love that, but I loved everything else about it. How it was awesome when she flexes her vampire powers to go fuck up the, the guard. It was awesome yeah. that she sacrificed for Hot and she was actually for the squad. And then they also, for the last time, brought in her ability to do the, the card reading and it mattering again. So yeah. all that was it was good and bad for her. But I'm, I'm not assuming she's going to be a huge part going forward. I just like that. They do say the line about how Doc literally shot her in the last episode or the yeah. or the penultimate of three. So it is a little like she's probably like, I am so sick of his shit. He is yeah. bananas. I love I, I can't say enough. And I, I need you guys to either validate me or be like, now nah, you're you're crazy. You're crazy. Nicole is like way bigger part in these episodes than she's ever been. Oh, yeah. And for, she's so good like she just feels like a different actress like she's like turned it up to a hundred like even in that scene with kate when she needs something of waverly's and she says me and gives her a hand i'm like fuck me up i love love <laughs> it's so good yep just because she's naked twice in in two episodes means that she's a better actress now kathleen hells yeah <laughs> i just really liked it i really like hot i am pretty sure that on the end of our episode for season three that i was talking about her finding her way into my favorite characters our lists and she's uh she's starting off pretty good in season four i'm feeling <laughs> i'm feeling pretty good about saying that yeah feeling pretty good yeah um going back again to what luke said i believe we're talking about doc and winona and he was bringing up alice and how you should assume they're together and that's what i'm obviously assuming now and they're going to be end game Still, 
four seasons, Kathleen, and they haven't said I love you once. And even in this episode, she said he says the girl that I really care for or something. <laughs> and then stupid Eve pulls out the I love you to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, don't you dare say that to him. That's just reserved well, for Winona. Something we haven't talked about is how Waverly doesn't say I love you until the season three finale, which is crazy. She doesn't even say I love you to hot. And they're together since episode nine of season one. And that's because of Waverly is like also deep rooted issues. I think I I just think Winona and Waverly, whereas Waverly doesn't have necessarily commitment issues. She obviously really loves Nicole. She just like can't say it until then, which is why at the end of season, episode two they're seen after the stairs on the stairs it's like so emotional i love it it's so yeah. good that's actually really funny that you say that because then she has basically proposed without one saying i love you mm-hmm. yeah which is that's crazy which is pretty wild but I nicole actually, said i love you a couple yeah, times i actually wouldn't have realized that nicole didn't say um, i'm sorry waverly hasn't said it throughout the first mm-hmm. three seasons i mean she shows it so much that yeah I- Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we should probably just keep ripping through the Earth stuff because I know we glossed over that to get to Eden because there's a lot of adventuring that goes on there, right? And then let's let's talk about our new addition. Yeah, so I I love the bits with Winona and Nicole, and I think that's parts of why I really love Nicole in these episodes is she's completely standing up to Winona. It's kind of a a continuation of the scene in the bar that you guys like from Dolls. Um, the funeral about her just sticking out to Winona and being like, listen, bitch, okay, you don't get to be the judge of who matters and who doesn't, like, undead gunslinger, bisexual angel, when Winona says that, so I just love her. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why I like her a lot, too, is that she doesn't stand for any Winona's bullshit, and she sometimes feels like she says and does what I would like to do. Mm -hmm. Not that I would want to punch Winona in the face, (laughs) but it felt good to watch Hot do that. Hot punching Winona is for Kyle, my note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do we think that, and I'm talking to Luke and Kyle because I know Kathleen's answer because she loves it so much, but do we think the best friend thing is deserved between Winona and Nicole right now? Like saying it back and forth to each other? I would say yes only because of how much they've been through. Okay. I feel like that's also like a real world thing that your brains are kind of hardwired that when you go through experiences together, like they've been through, you become so close. And Winona obviously pisses her off. Yeah. Because Winona just is her own person, does whatever she wants and haunts very by the book and things like that because she's a, a fucking cop. But I think mm-hmm. that everything that they've been through and Houghton knows deep down that Winona loves Waverly so much. Oh, yeah. And Winona knows that deep down Hot loves Waverly so much. I think Waverly is kind of the glue that holds them together. Mm-hmm. And then their experiences together are kind of the foundation of that. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I think it's fine. Like it's not not deserved. I wouldn't have guessed that yeah. if you were to say, are these two best friends before they said that I would have said probably not, but it's it makes sense. It's fine. Waverly is seemingly the glue that holds this whole show together. Like it, it, she's connecting everybody. She's the angel. Like she's connecting the Garden of Eden and bringing it. I think she. It's fine. And yeah, I don't really have any other thing to say about it. I would say even Waverly. I mean, I'm sorry, Winona and Mercedes being best friends. I think feels a little bit more off than hot. Well, they have. I feel like history, they tell so you that they've tell. been friends for a while, but yeah. They just kind of don't show it as well. I 
would say that I agree with Luke with the history. And I would say that they do try in previous seasons to be like, Waverly says to Mercedes when her face is all fucked up, like, why has been calling things like that. And mm-hmm. I think they try and I buy it only because especially when Winona's in this episode, when Winona's on the computer looking something up and Mercedes is telling the story about like Kate being like, no, like all this stupid stuff. And Winona's just kind of like, what? Like you're making this shit up, obviously. I thought that was a good back and forth. Um, for the Winona and Nicole, I actually am not that biased. I agree that I thought it came a little bit out of nowhere to say best friend, but I was obsessed with it, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's I what loved I yeah. that scene. And they do a really good job this season with showing that they are best friends. So I fully buy in. So. Just quick sidebar real quick, because I, I didn't get to say this when we did the Mercedes talk and you brought her back up. But I was dying when <laughs> she makes her first appearance and she throws the knife and she goes, Oh, that was literally the first time I've ever thrown a knife in my entire <laughs> life. And it was just like the perfect fucking throw. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Sorry. Back to she's back awesome. To Kyle, is she uh below Nedley still? Mercedes. Because Mercedes, remember you said you yes. said in the last episode that number four was Nedley and not Mercedes. I would say yes. I still she's, rock with Nedley Hard. Okay. All right. Um, I'm fine I really with think it has Mercedes to do above. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I just think it has to do with Nedley's past and his whole um, hot connection. This is very heartwarming. And even in this episode, when he's like, I'm a single father with a daughter who didn't have her period until she was 11. Yeah. Like, he's that, just that, like, I know not, all about this shit. That's not supposed to be Nicole, though, right? No. Um, he has his own daughter. That's Waverly's friend. I oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that got the bachelorette party. Yeah, the, the one yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. She is in the season again. So it's like at least they bring her back. Okay, they find someone shooting at them, right? So they have this very funny, like, zigzag, um, clear eyes, full bra, can't lose, whatever, scene, really good. And Nicole just yeets who we find out to be Rachel in the head. And I love when Wynonna's like, congratulations, hot, you cold cocked a cast member of Little Women. Like, (laughs) so funny. I thought this episode was so goddamn well-written. So what do you guys think of Valdez? Me, personally, I just think they wrote for a teenager really well. Like she's stu- weird and funny and it's different writing a teenager than it is obviously someone Winona's age. And it's easy to like fuck it up. And I think I like that you get some like younger energy in the show. I'm not trying to do this too often, but again, she reminded me of the girl from the magicians that has the scene with, Meadow Soprano. Yeah, yeah. Meadow Soprano. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I thought they wrote for her very well. I thought that the quips in the back and forth with her and Winona and, and Hot were really good. She reminded me of that girl from The Magicians because that girl was written really well. As Wait, a teenager what girl too. from The Magicians? Girl in the library. Oh, OK, OK. Who ends the up one? fucking him over? Yeah. yeah. I also like how she says to Winona when she's like, is everything a sex joke to you? And then eventually Winona gets frustrated when they're trying to figure this shit out. And she's like, yes, everything is a sex joke. <laughs> she's like, I try and fit in. I try and scissor one in every five minutes or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> we we have not seen her since the time jump. But I'm going to go ahead and say I think she'll be in the rest of the season. Do you guys think so? Ra- are we talking Rachel? Yeah. Like, I would assume she went back to the house with Hot. I like that you said that because that just puts the picture in my head of 
Waverly coming back to the house. Just banging and all over her, the house. Her and Aunt just in the main hallway. Yeah, like, yeah. Rachel's just like in her bedroom, like doing what Winona has been doing basically forever, listening to them bang in the house. We'll, we'll get <laughs> to that scene. Chilling. We'll get to that scene. But man, they banged all over that house. I actually don't. I didn't think about if Rachel's going to be a character going forward because I thought the whole purpose of the Black Badge Division is it was it a supermarket or like a warehouse? Like what the, what the heck was the thing? It was the I know it was the no. lab that was underneath it. I, right. I didn't know if it was like. What, what I was think the, it was. I think it was just a facility. I mean, yeah. she makes the joke that a dumpster is her grocery store because she's saying I don't give a shit about what cash you're going to give me but i think it's just a facility and then the lab was underneath okay that's what threw me off was that 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 line but okay so it was just this black badge division place and she's looking for her mom i honestly thought like the tropey thing to do would be that her mom was going to be alive somewhere so i'm happy they didn't do that but i also thought that took her off the board after this scene and i could be wrong but the way that you're you're talking is making me seem like making it making me think that Rachel will be a character, but I thought her purpose was done. So Rachel isn't in the comics, but a character named Valdez is. So that was kind of a nod to that. I'm almost positive. So the her telling Nicole the story about the Yucatan and the family line goes back to the Mayans, warrior princess stuff. I think that was all comic book stuff. So Valdez is a character in the comic. So I think it's kind of implied that but wasn't she the mom, be? the Valdez that was in the comics. Well, exactly. It's just giving her the last name of it. But yeah, I was just assuming that she helps Hawk get out. And that's why I would assume she's in the rest, because what like if she helps Hawk get out and then it's literally a not a wasteland, but an evacuated town. And Hawk's like, all right, I'm going back to the homestead. Go flee. Get out of here. Shoe piece of shit. So so dumb question here again, before I make this next statement, <laughs> did we say that? That Bolshar was originally in the Garden of Eden, right? And then he left. He apparently escaped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, my whole thinking is that how how Rachel's mom, the original Valdez, died reclosing the gate. Do we think that Black Badge Division is the one that opened the gate originally to let Bolshar in? But I guess oh. that doesn't make that, that actually well, can't make sense. No, because the no, time. Because the time. But yeah, they never do. Mind. They do say that they did open it and realized shut that shit down. So, so that's they must my, have found out something. Exactly. And maybe Adam fits in there because maybe mm-hmm. they let Adam out. Otherwise, what what could they have seen if Bolshar has been there since the time of Wyatt or like all the yeah. way back in the day of Doc's first life? What the heck could they have seen that would have made her die to close it? Because Rachel emphasized that I'm not letting you in because my mom died to close this. My right. now guess that I literally just came up with now is maybe Adam was the character that they let in originally. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'll know. be fine with that. Yeah, I don't. I I can't imagine that Bullshar would have known about that because that would have been much easier than getting all of, like the <laughs> yeah. peacemaker and the keys yeah. essentially for the the staircase in the woods. He would just go back there. Also, yeah. it wasn't an option when he was back in the day day because I don't. He I don't. He didn't like purposely leave Eden. He was kicked out. Was my oh impression. shit? I thought he. They said he escaped. Okay. So then the question oh, again they might have evolves. said he escaped. That's fine. That would have went over my head then. Yeah, I thought they said he escaped. And if it's a prison for all of them, like would we assume it's a prison for Adam, Eve, and this and the snake Bolshar? Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's a decent inversion on the actual biblical myth that they were kicked out. I just can't. I can't imagine 
that the writers would have really had that short sighted of a of a goal of just giving Rachel a purpose to hold them up at gunpoint to to raise su- suspense other than them saying like like she had to have been trying to close it because Black Badge learned something. Yeah, they her hands or her hands on in. the handle. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Her hands on the handle. Kathleen, um, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but is this whole Garden of Eden storyline in the comics? The tra- the I don't know. Oh, okay, all right. I just not didn't know sure. if you knew that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna add this to the conversation too. That weird guy was Black Badge, wasn't he? Wasn't he a Black yeah, Badge guy? In that's the what they coat? said. Yeah. So that could have been. He's like, I don't know. Are you? That's Am I mean, I? that. Yeah. So I mean, again, he, for like how long he was there would have been so long in the actual Black Badge facility. So like he could have been gone for so long, and they were like, okay, like we fucked up by letting him in there. And also. We haven't really talked about the fact that at certain times Doc lost his memory. Waverly was kind of losing his memory. Her memory. The the black badge guy mm. was exactly what like you said, being like, "Wait, am I? Who am I? What are you doing? What, what's going on?" Like all he knew is I have to do this one thing, and that's it. You know. So I forgot I, about I, that. I just can't imagine now that we're talking about that they don't at least. Well, they're going to obviously talk about it, but I I can't imagine they don't go back for some reason. No, I think that the end game is still it's still on the table for Waverly to sit on that throne at the end, at the end end. And if Eve's still in it, we would assume that they're going to have to lock her back in there. The whole season can be about whatever she gets up to. I don't know how Adam fits into this at all. Maybe not at all. And it could be about her wreaking havoc, them having to flip this whole thing and push her back in. And then Waverly makes the ultimate sacrifice because Waverly says again in this episode, I'm the guardian. You're the champion to Winona. And she I actually said I'm the heir too. She yeah, said yeah, yeah, she yeah, said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm fine with that being like the end game. But again, you gotta look through everything through the lens of the fact that they didn't yeah. know if this was gonna be the end end. Because if yep. it was, they probably wouldn't have put Waverly in a place where she wasn't gonna be in next season. Yeah. We're good. I can't say <laughs> anything. This sucks. <laughs> so okay, so moving forward, I loved the zombie scene i was annoyed at winona for being loud when rachel literally told her not to be but again i think nicole said something like why didn't you tell us it was fucking zombies maybe we would have been quiet like type deal but i thought that was badass if you're talking about the zombies the scene where the music starts playing when winona starts effing shit up oh my god blasting yeah Yeah. like literally like throwing bows without looking and oh man that might was... be my favorite scene of the two episodes that was so awesome that was mm-hmm. such this scored well is that yep. even the way to yeah, say it? right yeah oh we, we're we're professionals on that now <laughs> so of course at the end of episode one is when uh winona steps on the gray and then nicole kind of pushes her and falls through <laughs> i love the whole sequence of winona and valdez trying to find her because they have some really funny back and forth and stuff. Uh, obviously, Valdez is just like a little nomad, now orphaned kid. So I think that's another reason why she's going to be in the rest. Uh, just to add on to your conversation, but Winona getting hypoxia in the suit, it, I thought that was like pure comedy. I love and she's like, I wasn't getting no oxygen, none. <laughs> like yeah. I thought that was so funny. It was like stupid and really. Good, it landed. Agreed. I thought it was funny as well. Um, think I don't think I have much more. We've been pretty good at ripping through all the big details here. Um, anything else? Any not like quote wise, but scene wise, are we missing anything big here? I mean, it definitely has to be the whole 
Winona and Hot talking about Waverly proposing, and then and then the Winona the scene because we didn't we didn't even talk yeah. about Winona saying that to Waverly and Eden, did we? Yeah, that like gets her out of her trance. Yeah, yeah we I mean, barely touched that's on kind it. Of both storylines converging at the end mm-hmm. into bounce wow wow. Yeah. So yeah. So we can start with the Winona hot. Yeah. And then how that moves into Winona saying in Eden. Mm-hmm. And then how that moves into bounce go wow. Bounce wow. I can't wait to talk about that. Um yeah. So Nicole and Winona having this very serious conversation kind of about um, proposing. Did you, do you like the baby carrots reference? The baby carrots were random in the proposal in the season three finale. Like Waverly goes up to her and she's like, I'm just here eating some baby carrots. Like what? I, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, I didn't either. That's in the season three proposal. So weird. And then when Winona like has the ring, she's like, if this is a proposal, it's lacking some baby carrots. And Winona's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, they have the conversation that Nicole obviously is going to say, yeah, she's taken, whatever, which leads to Waverly in that trance on the throne being like, I am the guardian, whatever, whatever. And then Winona pulls her out. Of course, I love that trope where it's like love, love will get you out of the trance. You know what I mean? So she Waverly says that sweet line. She's like, I don't she didn't even say yes. And then she, she will, baby girl. Sweet. I love the sister moments there. Baby girl. Baby girl. Yeah, I think that Hot and Winona having that conversation about the ring was some of the best acting that it's Cat Burrell. Cat Burrell, yeah. Cat Burrell. Thought she was amazing in that scene. I really felt the emotional weight of all of that. I think that's where Winona Herb as a show is kind of at its best, where they're giving us these character moments, these relationships that now after three and a quarter seasons we're pretty much in love with these characters and seeing them interact that way is great on the screen and their emotional tones are hitting the quips are hitting like the tense the tenseness is there the stakes are there rather i thought that was just like that's where why not or the show is at its best and i really 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 like that scene great agreed so Let's start with, okay, uh, Waverly's off the throne, Doc and Winona reunite, then they um, find the right door because it lights up, and they go, they all land at different spots. Um, Waverly obviously goes straight to Nicole, Doc wakes up, but before we get to, obviously, the scene, Doc and Winona had some really good moments in this second episode when he finally stops beating her up. Uh, and they make out. It's great. Like, that's a really intense scene. I love the the directing and the kind of fade in and the music of when Winona and Doc reunite after when they're back on Earth and they see the hanging people and stuff. But right before that, when they're having that sweet moment, just being like, if you need these guns, like they're yours, as am I. I loved that. And it's kind of overshadowed, obviously, by this like epic reunion from Way Hot. But what do you guys think of Winona and Doc? You, you I heard you say it before. You think they're endgame, but. I'm in, man. Let them just be happy for the rest of these 10 more episodes, man. Let them be ride or die. This is what we, me, have been begging for. It's just feel like we're finally turning the corner. They're getting lovey-dovey. They're kissing. We're going to get the I love yous eventually. Mm -hmm. Just this is where we need to be. Because I feel like, again, all the other stuff was just unnecessary bullshit because we knew that this was gonna happen the two the two-year gap helped the writers know like okay we got to get this shit going they cut kate right in the first episode that's not going to be any baggage there's no more there's no more third 
player. Charlie or, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it's, yeah, it's been end game since the beginning, I think. And, and we're going to get there by the end. What of if, it. what if Adam shows up and she starts banging Adam, dude, <laughs> I'll stop being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Jimmy or Kyle, do you think Alice is going to play into this at all? Like, is Alice going to be in this season at all? I uh, only by name, I think. Okay. I she's think that be at the wedding. <laughs> Flower girl the wedding, she's, dude. She's, well, now she's probably. How do walking, we know there's going to have it? Right. She has to be walking 18 months past. Uh, plus all the time since she was she's the all, flower of season, girl, yeah. all of season three. She's probably walking. She could she could be flower girl. Yeah, Gus she has got to be there. So Are they going to bring Gus back? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, now that the curse is done, I mean, they still have danger, but yeah, Luke, you said the time jump, I guess. It's going to be the oasis and all the bullshit they've been through and have one day of joy. Did you say, did you say the oasis? We cover the OA. <laughs> we cover the OA. Just like Harry cursed. Potter. We do. Just like Harry Potter having that one last wedding. For, with Ron and Hermione before shit hits the fan in, in book seven. We will be covering Harry Potter for Geekscape Network <laughs> starting next week. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Shameless Stone. plug. Just one episode for it. So I have a couple more quick things if we want to if we want to end end on the scene or if sure. we want to do the scene now. And, okay. No, go ahead. All right. So one thing I actually just thought of right now, like while we were talking, is the fact that what the what was the deal with um waverly giving her blood and it's starting to spawn fauna in eden right like it was making the flowers and the trees pop up that mm-hmm. is now doubly confirming my my suspicions that we're going back because what the heck was the purpose of that i think i think her being there and ending on the throne whatever that's however that's going to organically happen has to result in like eden becoming eden and becoming the paradise of yeah. all these like beautiful like landscapes. So I'm I'm kind of back on that train and I just wanted to know if you guys think the same thing. But to tell you what I was thinking during my first watch was that this is like desolate barren land because only Eve was there, right? Like no one of higher like greater deity was there. You know Julian what I mean? was gone, yeah. At no one of like good the good side was there. So yeah. it's desolate, meaning like Waverly's there, she puts blood in and all of a sudden something's Yeah, we know God's him. not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take it as so the prophecy or the destiny of the angel sitting on the throne and turning to stone is that their blood is what keeps Eden a paradise. So it's more of a metaphorical stone like they drain themselves dry to supply Eden with all of like the, the fuel and the nutrients to be the actual paradise. So that will be the turning to stone will be more draining yourself and drying yourself up. That's sad. I don't want that for my girl. Hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So nah. Speaking of, we're going to cover wheel time at the end of this month, November 19th. It comes out. The wheels, <laughs> wheels, wheels, wheels. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ahead, well, that, that, that's fine. So th- that one's good. Um, the other thing I want to say is I'm I'm starting to get depressed because I don't think Bobo's going to make a, an appearance in this season, He's which done, I kind dude. of expected. It's but a shame. I thought if there was going to be any seed planet for him to have an option to to pop up, it would have been here. Which also leads me to also guess that I don't think Wyatt's flashback that might not be a thing because it doesn't seem like how is that really going to be important? What a fucking dick! Wait. 
Shut up. Kathleen. <laughs> I know she means, I know she means yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, I can't even remember. The Ward. Dad's. Ward. Yeah, I couldn't even remember his name. Kathleen, watch I guess out. we'll have to see, okay? Yeah. Don't I guess we'll have voice, to fucking Kathleen. see. Don't raise okay. your voice. The only other thing I wanted is I want a, a, a on the board guess from Jimmy and Kyle, and I'll say it myself, of what book we think Waverly chose so we can look back on this and talk about it. I was going to ask the same. Why Nona? Let me get hot. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, Jimmy. I'm going Winona. Ride or die, baby. They've I think, always been I think with each other. Hot is the red herring, but it's got to be. Yeah, Winona. I think that we should assume it's hot, but always Waverly and Winona ride or die. It was never Doc. No, it was not no, ever Doc. No, no, it was never Doc. <laughs> it been, I mean, it could be interesting if she picks her own, but yeah. Why are you saying like that? Never. I'm trying to throw red herrings yeah. in there. Yeah. What and then bitch. two last quotes that we have to say before we can move on to the scene, because I, I love these so much. Right in the beginning of the episode, <laughs> the, the opener, we have uh, Winona talking to Nedley, I think, and they're they're going over the plan of what they're going to do. And they say, yeah, we're going to get into the Garden of Eden, and then we're going to yeet Waverly and Doc out of the supernatural <laughs> yeah. garden. I was dying at that. <laughs> and then the other one is... As soon as Winona gets into Eden, she walks right up to Doc and she's like, Mr. I am a weapon. And she just like fucking hits him or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was so good because we pointed that out on the last podcast, how great that line was from Doc. And she just trashes it. I yeah. am a weapon. <laughs> this will be, I guess, the final point before the scene scene. But going way back to the beginning of this episode and then the end of our season three recap, with the question on um, how Doc can get through the barrier. So shout out to uh, Twitter user Impetuous Fish. First yeah. of all, great name. Second mm-hmm. of all, um, they had mentioned that both two possibilities, rather, that it could be that Doc has kind of uh, taken in angel blood when he uh, bit Charlie Julian or because Waverly cried angel tears onto him. So I'm fine with either of those explanations. I'm fine I'm with that. I yeah. like better. They yeah, both work for me. I saw your response to that, Kyle, on Twitter. I, I totally agree. That's good enough. Head yep. cannon. We love when everyone tweets at us. We do. Uh, Give us feedback. Interacts with us. We love it. All right. Here we go. So let me just set the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually sick how many times I've watched the scene. I'm a sicko. <laughs> so I Twitter absolutely exploded. And I. it's just more graphic than I've seen on cable TV and wasn't expecting it, especially because I had said in the previous episode or podcast episode, rather that it bumps up to a mature rating. So um, let me get some behind the scenes stuff out first. I've listened to Caprell and Dom talk about this. They met up beforehand. They talked through every position. They talked through like intentions. No, (laughs) in in a way that's trying to, a lot of lesbian scenes are seen through like the male gaze. Right. So this was like something that they're trying to be very like well-intentioned and show to like give something for the LGBTQ community to relate to and connect with instead of it being like, like that is not how I would have sex. So they were thinking about like, okay, these for Nicole, it's been 18 months for Waverly. It's been a few days, but she still obviously had a very traumatic experience in the fucking garden of Eden. So like, how would they be acting? What sex positions would they be? And it was so interesting to listen to them talk about it. And then on a second note, holy fuck, how hot. Absolutely. How hot. hot. How hot. Yeah. Um, it was so good at 
showing just enough in the sense that it, it used like the staircase railing so well, yeah. like everything. It, I was I was it was art. So Kathleen, question: Did you watch this live? Oh, boy, did I! <laughs> and they, this is completely like what? And did, when you rewatched it, you watched it on Netflix, right? Netflix, Vimeo. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying most Pornhub. Like I was just gonna ask. This was completely exactly the same shot for shot what they showed on TV. That blows my mind that they were allowed to do that. Twitter was not okay. Twitter was <laughs> my phone almost exploded. I mean, everybody in the fandom live tweets every single episode and my Twitter, like I couldn't stay. It was just like refresh, refresh, refresh. And everything was a thousand tweets a second. I mean, that song ghost by Adeline was my number one, 2020 played song. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I watched this. So I watched the second episode today on my lunch break. The last thing I saw before I went back to work for the day, I was just sitting <laughs> at my desk. Like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> like, just trying to you know respond to these emails and just thinking about this i'm like oh my gosh that I is i mean it it, it is probably the most i mean is graphic the right word or whatever showing the yeah. most from any non tvma like hbo kind of show that i've ever seen yeah like i'm picturing sons of anarchy where like you would see jacks like full ass and back and stuff where i'm like yeah. but but never with two women like this is no, like no. groundbreaking stuff for and two women you like you usually even like sons of anarchy or other shows like that when it's like they're showing sex it's just like it might show jacks's ass or something or the or the male's ass just like thrusting but it's not like the full intimate 360 angles of the entire thing. And you know what I'm saying? This was Spartacus level almost. It was so yeah. close. Literally. And Spartacus shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah Spartacus is on subscription television. Yeah. That's what I'm TV. saying. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I can't even say it enough. It was just art. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. It did so well. You could feel like the passion coming off the, the screen. Intimacy like, of it all. It's... Yeah. You felt every month, every day of those 18 months when she says well like said. it's been 18 months, three weeks, four days or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it came through on the screen with just the music playing. I great. Just good stuff. It's you I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, this is not on the pod. I just want to jump in because I'm just looking at you two uh, on the bottom row of my Skype or whatever, the Zoom. And it look and, you know, you're in the same room, but I'm just watching the two boxes looking at each other and yeah, talking. Right. Like, <laughs> You could sometimes yeah. see Kathleen's yeah. hair and Kyle's Kyle jumps box. in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, kind of hot take here, Kathleen. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this scene is the first scene, and it's partly because of what I've been waiting for: is Hot to grow out her hair. I now, okay. I now think that Hot has jumped Waverly in hotness. Whoa. Okay, so I was mad that I said that to you. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, spoiler. Yeah, I, I had no idea how we were getting there, but I'm not going to lie. It was in my head the entire but time. I will say that there is a six like this. The second half of it, people kind of look different because they shoot it so far mm -hmm. away. Like, spoiler alert, Waverly gets a haircut. But like, that's not like a plot point mm -hmm. or anything. But I was mad because I know how much you pay attention. And when you mentioned that on the last five about her growing her hair, I was like, damn, you really listens to me. Fuck. You know, I didn't want you to spoil it. That was just like a huge compliment. I think I'm, I'm yeah. smiling right now because you say that because I do. I when you say things about a show like that, there's some we, things just stick. Right. 
but I, I will also to your credit, like you don't have to feel bad about the time skip thing. Cause I honestly thought like, I, I, I was thinking about the long hair hot version. I, which I knew was coming. Cause I, when I, when her, when she makes her first appearance on the train, I was looking at her hair and I saw that it was short. I was like, how are we going to get there? And then at the very end of this episode, I thought when they got kicked through the doors in Eden, I thought it was going to be a multiverse kind of thing going on. Yeah. So that's why I was like, we're, we're not in the right universe. Cause when I, when, I thought when, it was going to be, three different earths or kind of like three like when winona talks to doc and says what happened to our town i was like what what happened is probably a different universe we're not in the same one so don't feel like you spoil the time skip because i had i had no guess at that i was actually sitting there going okay she has she's walking she Mm -hmm. has no broken leg in three places this is gonna piss me off so bad (laughs) if it's not like Something a long like time that. later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really the first thing. But people are so overwhelmed with the reunion that they're not remembering the leg. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's really the first giveaway that she also when she runs out and she's like, eat shit, shit eaters. That's like the yeah. really line from season one, yeah. which I love. But anyway, the stair scene, both the sex and the after was incredibly intense and a great, like, obviously plot mover of of like Nicole's just complimenting her, complimenting her. And she's like, love the hair. Why would you just go down the ghost river triangle and get extensions? She's like, oh, I just grew it out. Waverly's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was incredible acting. Cause then of course they keep flopping from Doc and Winona to Waverly and Nicole. But that reveal is a huge drop. I remember being like, what? Yeah. And you know what's, what's funny is I, as soon as I watched the episode and that scene specifically, I texted my dad and I was like, Hey, like, uh, I finally watched the scene that you've been talking about forever. Yeah. And then he texts me back and goes, yeah, Kyle texted me earlier about that scene. <laughs> well, I texted him. I said, yo, I saw the episode. He goes, wrong text? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm like, dude, the episode, the scene. And he goes, yeah, I've seen it. I, like, what the fuck? I mean, it's an amazing scene. It's yeah. chef's kiss. It's Calling it art is the best description I've I've heard of it. But when you do it episode by episode like this, you have a lot more theories than you would have if you just talked about the series as a whole or the season as a whole. But I'm glad we're doing it this way. I think the episodes deserve like kind of a deep dive each way. And um, like I said, the season, the episode six is kind of a cliffhanger mm-hmm. deal because there was a huge time gap between 4A and 4B. So I'm excited to see what you guys think. And I just want to add for anybody listening, like because we've switched the entire format of how we're covering Winona and we're now doing these episodic podcasts, I, I don't want to come off as super critique but like this is how it's going to be when I'm more dissecting less material and podcasting on it in the same amount of time. So I, if I ever sound like I'm complaining too much, I don't ever mean it because I, I still love the show. It's just naturally going to happen when we're when we're only watching two episodes rather than 13 and, and we're talking about it in an hour or an hour and a half so and hit us up on twitter and talk shit on luke if he's pissing you off i'm gonna or, or reaffirm my my critiques. yeah also or hit us up on twitter and tell us your uh season two ending story like kathleen's twitter story i'm curious what everyone's reactions were what twitter story when you were saying that twitter was blowing up episode two oh, episode, episode two. two sorry you said season, season two. two i was like what Try one yeah, more time, t- dude. Tell us about how your world was rocked like mine. Also, that you yeeted can... me right out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say to Luke and Kyle, 
that Kathleen let us know that 4B is going to be different landscape, nicer weather. So maybe that'll be the scenes that we can get Eden being not snowy mm-hmm. and grown back. Yeah, I'm in. All right, Bank Hill Mary, Eve. <laughs> Eve, <laughs> Eve, 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 Adam, and the Serpent, and Bolshar. What do you yeah. do? Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're good, right? Yeah. All right, y'all. That was episodes one and two of season four. Winona Earp coverage. We'll be back with episodes three and four. And boys, episode three, Melanie Scrifano directed. So that's a cool thing. Directing yourself is hard. Um, if you like what you heard, give us a shout on Binchdown TV on Twitter and Instagram, or give us an email at TV at gmail.com. Shout out to our Patreon homies. Uh, you keep us going. We love that. We got some cool stuff dropping soon, some interviews, some some video interviews interviews with celebs and uh, actors and actresses. So let go. <laughs> we're binge down TV. Make <laughs> your voice. And thanks for listening. Eden. More like Eda. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>